Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, stages, and rages, you are listening to the Bear Trap Fitness Podcast. I am your host, Aristio Bear Trap Duenas. With me, as always, is my lovely wife, Sarah Duenas. Say hello, Sarah. Hello, Sarah. Hello, Sarah. A couple housekeeping things before we get going on our uh, fun-filled show for today. Sleep With Me Podcast. I say it every time. And I don't say it because I get paid to say it, because wouldn't that be nice? Um, I say it because it's one of the podcasts I listen to on a daily basis. Uh, Sarah can attest to this. When I'm laying in bed, I always have at least one earbud in. I think that's just so you can pretend you don't hear the baby crying. Wait, what? Yeah. Just put the headphones in. No, I can pretend without (laughs) earbuds. Oh, the headphones uh, in. Oh, I'm so sleepy. I can't. That was him? No, but it's I, I love it. I think it's a great podcast, and especially as someone who has a hard time sleeping, uh, this is definitely one of the best things I've ever found. Uh, I'm still haven't I haven't tried it like on the road. The the for me the worst time to sleep is like in a new environment. I can sleep pretty well in in our house, but when I'm out on the road, even if I'm at like a hotel or something, I have a hard time sleeping because it's just a different environment for me. So. Uh, only time will tell. Next time I'm out on the road, I'm going to try that. While I'm driving. Yeah. So how often are you out on the road? I'm never out on the road. Yeah. I don't go anywhere. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. Ever. If you do, it's with me. <laughs> so. You hate to travel. I do. Mm-hmm. But anyhow, uh, Sleep With Me podcast. The other one I'm listening to right now is, and again, I share these with you because I like them, not because I'm trying to get anything from them or for them. But uh, what I'm listening to now is Dan Carlin's Hardcore History, and that's a great podcast if you have three to five hours to dedicate. Of course. And I totally always have three to five hours. And um, it just goes to show you how history can be, like, just take up so much of your time, though. It's really true. And Hardcore History, though, kind of covers all the, the, the kind of badass stuff that happens in history, and um, I'm listening to The King of Kings and it's a three-parter, so it comes out to be like ten hours. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I know you thought you liked history. I know. I just think it's 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 fun. So if you like uh, history and you want to learn all the interesting stuff without all the boring stuff like Abe Lincoln, boring. Hey, I'm literally holding an Abe Lincoln T-shirt right now. <laughs> oh my goodness! How about that? <laughs> yeah, I gotta wear it to school tomorrow. It's Superhero Day. Oh yes. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway. So. Also, it has two guns on it. Um, so I figure that's gonna send a good message at parent-teacher conferences. Oh uh, yes. Um, so listen to Dan Carlin's hardcore history if uh, you're a history buff, or even if you're not and you just kind of like the cool stuff of it. Anyway, Aristio Bear Trap Duenas, personal trainer. Uh, <laughs> I always uh, you have like five jobs. I do. So and go through them. Personal trainer. Okay. Former mixed martial arts fighter and gym teacher to the stars. <laughs> not to mention Sarah Duenas. Who kind of has a bump on a log? Yeah, I, I <laughs> doesn't do, do anything. anything. I really, I have like one. She job. like, I actually, I caught her looking at food, pictures of food on her phone. <laughs> <laughs> I like those tasty videos. Uh, They're fun. The tasty videos. Uh-huh. But I when like, I looked over, it was just a picture of food. No, it was a tasty video. It was I know, turkey, but it, but it was but going it was, really slow. Yeah, so it was. It was the turkey brining episode. So Sarah Duenas, uh, <laughs> 
English teacher to the stars. And purveyor of fine. Purveyor of fine uh, food <laughs> pictures online. Yeah, my Pinterest is full. And distance runner who just finished her, what, what race number is this for you? Uh, what do you mean? Just like, like in general? As far as half marathons go. Um, I think this is my like third like bibbed half marathon. Okay. I mean, I've run half marathons like it just in practice before. Right. Um, and done the marathon too. But I think this is my first like official. Now I had I had the DC Rock and Roll, and then I've done the Odyssey. And this is my first time running the Philly half marathon though. Which really? Is exciting. I've never run the Philly half. I've only done the Philly full marathon oh, okay. before. Um, and I volunteered at the water station before, but I've mm, never, that's I've never run the half before. Okay, and you mm -hmm. did that yesterday? I did that yesterday. Tell me all about it. Tell us all about it. It went really well. It was a frigid 72 degrees Ooh. in Philadelphia. Yeah. So, you know, um, so that happened. Uh, today, surprisingly, was the full marathon day, and it was like 33 degrees Oof. and 40 mile hour wind. So I was extremely grateful to have chosen the half marathon <laughs> this year. Um, I was originally intending to do the full. And this was the first time they've done it on separate days. And it's the first time they've done it on separate days, which is, was weird. Because they typically... Everybody goes starts at the same time, and then you get to the 13 miles, and then the half marathon people just finish, and the, the full marathon people just keep going. Mm, yeah. um, which is kind of depressing when you run the full marathon oh, to like, see all your friends. Like, yeah. all right, well, we're done now. <laughs> and then you got to go, like, I got to do this again. Yeah. Um, and then you do, so it's kind of depressing. Right. Um, but it was different. So it's a different course from last year too uh -huh. so that was it you said a lot hillier right it was a lot of hills and that that affected you as far as physically well, or like your time or yeah anything? like my my hamstrings hurt so bad really? and like i just wasn't mentally prepared for the hills like mm. i was still picturing the the old the course, old course yeah. which is during the half marathon you, you only had one hill and this had probably like four or five Yikes. hills and like every time you'd turn a corner and you'd see another hill, it was just really sad. <laughs> I was like, no, not please, another hill. God, no. Yeah, because um, yeah, hills are not great for distance. Well, running. and then I did the dumb thing: is that first hill, I thought it was the only hill, so uh, I ran it, and I was like, oh, okay, this is the one hill. Let me run it right yeah, now because I'm feeling good. And then like you know, four hills later, I'm Ugh. just like crawling up the hills like a loser. Oh my god. But everyone else was too. Everybody, because I mean, it's not like I was in the the elite class of right. runners. Um, I'm in no way fast, so like. But that's, that's fine. Like not many people are in the elite class. No, though. no. Except for our weatherman. No, yeah, apparently. Um, so it's just crazy. Uh, it was good though, cause like we're I'm in that class of like, I, mean, I ran with my students mm -hmm. and my other coaches, so that was always that's always exciting, and you have to like. You have to not only motivate yourself to not want to quit because mm -hmm. your hamstrings hurt so bad, but you have to constantly motivate a bunch of whiny 13-year-olds, <laughs> which is really difficult to it's do. It's hard enough to do. It really, really is. And you have to be like, no, no, this is worth it, I swear. Yeah. I mean, while they're, like, practically crying. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they're like, miss, I'm never going to do this again. And then in the end, they're like, that was the best. We oh, did it. Do so they sprint past you at of the end? Of course. I'm, like, do. cheering them on the entire time, going back right. for them. So I technically probably ran, like, 14 miles right. of constantly, like, you know, extras back and forth we can do this i believe in you i feel it in my heart i'm like saying all this corny crap that i would never say in real life because yeah. ew yeah and then we get to 13 and we're at the point one yep. and it's like oh i see the finish line we've got this kids and then psh, gone <laughs> ditched me and i look like some slow old fogey in the back because suddenly they had energy oh yes and they just like 30 seconds ahead of me that's funny it's ridiculous they, do, do, like, they always do that time. i think lyle was the only kid oh, that never did that to me because yeah. he knew if he took off 
off, I would take off after yeah. him and I would beat him. And I, I just didn't have that kind of strength oh, yeah. in me. Sure. <laughs> you jerks. Sure. Leave me to cross the finish line by myself after all that. So, um, but it was still good. It was for, a good race. Since you've run a f half and a full marathon, uh -huh. um, what are the like differences in your training that you would do? Like, let's say somebody who's only run a half wants to do a full marathon. What would they have to do to to accomplish that? Because like when you finish a race, you're just like, oh man, I could have kept going. Or some people don't feel like they could have kept going. But what what do you recommend? Or what is your training plan? for one versus the other? Um, you really have to, for the marathon, the biggest thing, honestly, it's not even like the physical like stress of it, because there is a physical stress of a full marathon. Sure. But like the biggest thing is, do you have the time for it, for it, for it? Right, for it. right. Like the marathon day itself is gonna, you know, you obviously know that's gonna be a full day of activities right. and stuff, but like the training is intense. Like you get to a point, you know, I mean, we know plenty of people in our in our world who like, you run marathons every month and so right. it's like not a big deal for them right. anymore but like to get to that first marathon I mean you're looking at weekend runs that are 13 miles is like an easy run right you know like your weekends it's like you, you're gonna have to bust out a 20 miler mm -hmm. you have to do that a few times mm -hmm. every other week and like that takes four or five hours depending on how fast you are maybe less um, but then you're like wrecked the rest of the day. Right. So you have to pretty much plan on not doing anything like right. housework or having plans. So if you've I mean, never run tough. a marathon, you can't really just like up and decide, you oh, just, I just might do this. Yeah, you can't just be like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm pretty fast. I can run a 5K, right. you know, under 30. I should run that marathon next month. What like that's you, not really. What do you think the limit is for mo Like if you had to say like a general average of, you know, let's say I'm pretty fit. I think I could run a X race what could I do in that like without like training too too hard what do you mean like a marathon like a marathon or? not a marathon but like what what distance race do you think would be like appropriate for let's say I'm not a runner I'm kind of fit but I want to do kind of a longer run I should do a so put it this way at students run we start our kids at like the end of February beginning of March mm -hmm. and we'll get kids that have run nothing before or right. can maybe do a block and we can get them not fast but we can get them to a broad street 10 miler in about eight weeks okay so I mean it's not pretty and like right. they have to come to practice three times a week uh, but we can and they won't be like elite runners right they'll like they'll take intervals um, but we can I mean we we take kids to the broad street after about eight weeks of practice that's pretty maybe decent. nine weeks um, yeah. of practice so like that's I mean and, but that's you know takes the dedication you know they have to come to you know weekday practices have to be right. like three miles each and then the weekends you just add one mm -hmm. mile you know you start at three and then just like add a mile every week so what much. is for for half marathon what is your training top out at um for this year we topped out at 11 miles okay um so that was where we we stopped at that's the thing too it's like some people will train to 13 but i feel like that takes away the excitement of running 13 right. miles especially if you've marathon. never done one before yeah like if you've never if you if it's your first half marathon I don't think you should train to 13. Uh, you should let the race be I should the like, Yeah, let your race be that, that accomplishment. Because right. that's the thing. is like you like That was the big motivator. We had trained to 11, so once we hit the 11-mile marker right. mark, uh, the big thing I could say then was every step you take is a new world record for you. Yeah. And oh, that's, that's cool. true. Because yeah. uh, like everything they've done is now the hardest thing they've ever done. Every step they take is now the farthest they've ever run. Right. And so that's really nice. Yeah. Um, but like if I was someone who, but I've run several half marathons right. and I've run a couple of full marathons. So if I were to actually train for speed uh -huh. and for like accomplishment myself, right. I would run the 13 all the time right. just to practice and get comfortable with that distance. Right. I mean, cause I've only trained up to the 11 with the kids. 
And that was the long, that's the most I've run since having Charlie. Mm -hmm. It was uh, the 13 that I did yesterday. Right. So, like, for me, I was sore afterwards. Oh, yeah. Which, um, during yeah. marathon season, a 13-mile yeah. run wouldn't make me sore at all. Right. And, like, a 10-mile run didn't make me sore. Right. It was just that last three miles in the hills really did it for me. Yeah. Yesterday. So, time is the biggest factor, you'd say, for the training? I think so. Just so you're making that time, finding the space to do it, and then you have to be flexible. You know, like, what if you have some crazy weather? Right. You know, like, if you're going to train through summer, but, but you know, it's like your train day, and it's suddenly it's, you know, 98 degrees, yeah, you got to be prepared to get up at 4 a.m. Right. and do that training run, so that way you're able to accomplish it without feeling like death. When you do long runs, do you take anything with you? Um, I usually, obviously water, if I know I'm not going to be someplace where I have access to water, like right. constant water stops, depends where you are. Um, and then I take, uh, like some kind of food or snack for about right. mile 10, which they didn't give us this last Ooh. year or they did they, or they did it and I missed it. I'm not really sure. The goose? Usually they hand yeah, out usually I know they're handing out tons of goose for the marathon, but I didn't see any at the half. So I either missed them, um, cause I was too busy focused on my kids. Huh. Um, but they did have Gatorade at every stop. Like, mm. usually it's water or Gatorade. Right. This one, they had Gatorade and water at every single stop, which was nice. I drank Gatorade the whole time. Well, that's good. Um, electrolytes. Yeah, I like the electrolytes myself. I prefer it over the water. Plants crave. Um, but yeah, I always bring, like, a little snack or something. Um, what do you recommend as far as snacks go for you? Gels are fine. Those are usually pretty good. Like cliff mm. gels. Yeah, cliff gels are good. If Sometimes I even need just, like, a cliff bar if I know I'm going to walk for a few minutes. Right. Um, I usually... About like mile nine or ten, I'll stop and eat something, um, just because at that point, you know, I will have been running for like an hour and a half to, yeah. to two hours, and you, you know, that's a lot of calories you burn. It is. What so, do you, What are foods that you avoid when it comes to like big runs and stuff? I don't drink coffee beforehand. Oh, okay. Um, that's a big one. Um, I love coffee, but I just I hold off on drinking it, especially since a lot of those um gel things have caffeine in them. Right. So it's usually fine. Um. I'm trying to think if there's anything particular I skip. I mean, I just keep it super simple and I have to be able to carry it with me for several miles. Right. I'm not one of those people who has, like, you know, the, the apparatus with all the grenade <laughs> bottles of water and the fanny pack and everything. The accessories. Yeah, I don't do that. The $40 it's not, it's not my thing. Bottles. Yeah, I don't do that. Uh, some people need that to get more of Yeah. I feel, like I feel like it can be a crutch for some mm -hmm. people. Yeah, and I'm just like, if I can't carry it, it's not coming with me. Right. And then if my, my kids are, because I know if I have one, my kids will be like, can you hold this for yeah, me? Exactly. No, I will not hold your crap for you. <laughs> carry your own asthma pump if you want to live. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not yes. responsible for that. In your underwear. Mm -hmm. Where it can be safe. <laughs> Yeah, this is good. That's good. I mean, I felt like it went pretty well. Yeah, you. Were, I did see you a little sore yesterday, I but was. today you're like fine. I feel fine. Like, I don't feel like I ran yesterday. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Um, but that's good. I mean, mm -hmm. I'm glad you did that. And you, you haven't missed a year, have you? Except for with Charlie. Um, no, I volunteered the last two years. Oh, okay, so you've um, been. So there I was pregnant every... one year, and then the year after, we didn't have any kids go to the half or full, oh, and I right. wasn't trained up for it. That's right. I yeah, that. last year I just I wasn't really close. Right. I was yeah. That's cool. Mm -hmm. At least you're, you're keeping at it, though. Mm -hmm. That's a good thing. You've, I'm glad you found running, and it's something that you like to do. I do. I enjoy it. So maybe I'll do the the full next year. We'll see. Yeah. I really want to. If you have the time. Yeah, that's the problem, because I really want to. I yeah. have the, like, mental motivation, I think, to do it. Right. I just am not making the time for it. It's really hard to lose an entire day to, like, of a weekend when I'm already so busy during the week. Yes. No, um, I, I have enough projects going on in life that no, suddenly deciding you. to run a full marathon is probably not my best bet. Do you do any kind of cross training? I really don't. Yeah. I know I should say that I do, and I know it's good for me, but I just don't like yeah. working out. Right. I really hate it, actually. <laughs> I hate going to the gym. Yeah. I hate doing exercises. Yeah. 
Um, and I really hate running up until the time I actually start running, right. and then I start loving running. Yeah. <laughs> Are you going to run this winter? Uh, I think so. We'll see what kind of weather we end up yeah, with. It's supposed to be a snowy one. That's what I heard. Um, so I'm going to try to get in. I mean, that's my favorite part about this, like, three months between uh, the finish of the half or full and then the start of the next season is, like, it makes me excited for running to start again right. because I get, like, three months kind of a break from it. Mm -hmm. So, um, or at least from heavy training. Like, now there's no expectation. If I just wanted to go out and only do two miles, right. um, I don't feel bad or, like, I've wasted a training session. I just, you know, yeah. got a couple miles in. Yeah, no big it's deal. Not like you're working towards anything at yeah. the moment. So. so it's nice. Yeah, I'm not going to sign up for any races anytime soon. That's good. Um, I just don't want to. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so I got a good, I got a lift in today. I did some squats today. Nobody cares. Oh, okay. So. <laughs> We're still talking about the, me. Oh, okay. So back to you. You're running. Oh. Um, no, I got a good, no, I can't say good. The worst part about being like injured and hurting all the time is mm -hmm. you never work, walk away from a workout going, oh man, I felt great about that workout. I like, I walked away from the squats going, wow, my knee is hurting right now. And that's kind of a crappy feeling when you work out and you have the drive to work out, but then afterwards your body says, no, nope, that wasn't a good thing you just did to, oh, to me. No. So I'm going to start. Uh, and I'll talk about it a little bit later. I have it here on our list, but the the yoga thing. But we'll talk about that later. But I wanted to go into, like, um, proper squat form. Okay. And even if you're injured, it's, it's important to keep good squat form. So squat form, um, some of the big mistakes that people make when they're doing squats is not going low enough, not going to depth, as we call it. We call it ass to grass. We call it breaking parallel. It's, and for those of you who are not like familiar with the fitness like terms uh, too much, a squat is typically a back squat. When people say squat, they say they mean back squat. And that means that the, the barbell is resting on your shoulders and the back of your neck, kind of. And when you do a back squat, um, one of the things that people forget to do before they pull the bar off the um, rack is line themselves up evenly on the bar. I notice with a lot of my clients, they're, they just want to get it over with. So they just jump in and I'll look over and I'll notice they're, you know, they're like three quarters of the wrong way in one way. Like, because there's markers on the barbell, there's like little strips of fine lines and then there's strips of like, like hashed, hashed lines. So you can kind of line your pinkies or your thumbs up on it. Then I notice my clients have a tendency to just jump into it and I'll notice their hand is like two inches to the left of center while their other hand is two inches to the left of center. So first thing you got to do, line yourself up on that bar. Use the markers on the bar. I use my thumbs to line it up, but you can use your pinkies, whatever's comfortable. Uh, second thing is uh, you don't need a, a, uh, a spotter on a squat for the most part. You can bail out pretty easy, especially if you're on like a, a squat specific rack, which are ones that won't let you drop the bar all the way to the floor. It, it's kind of like a halfway up kind of squat. Um, so you don't always need a squatter, but if you're going for big, big lifts, you definitely need a squatter. Uh, squatter. Mm -hmm. A squatter. You're the squatter, technically. A squat spotter? A squatty potty. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> uh, so you don't always need a squat. Oh my God, I just did it again. Spotter. Spotter. Do you, you need a spotter? I need a spotter. Do you need a spotter talking. right now? Yeah. Do. Um, <laughs> so you don't here. always need a spotter when you're squatting. Uh, that's not really a myth, but people always feel like they might need it. You don't need it. Um, 
The second thing is the big another big myth about or that was I guess this would be the third thing. Uh, big myth about squatting is that your toes shouldn't go past your knees. That's not really your knees shouldn't go past your toes. That's not really a big issue. It's kind of a myth actually that your knees can't pass your toes. It's going to screw up your form uh, if you are only focused on that. So don't worry too much about your knees going past your toes. Uh, you sink in on your heels, meaning you should be able to wiggle your toes the entire time you're doing a squat. Don't try to do that, but you should just have the feeling of being able to do that. A lot of people will try and be on the balls of their feet when they're doing a squat, and it puts uh, the weight on the wrong parts of your body. So just make sure that when you're doing a squat, your weight is on your heels. And when you go down on the squat, you should be looking up or have your chin up a little bit and puffing your chest out just a tad. Uh, a big thing you'll see in like CrossFit fail videos or squat fail videos is people leaning forward and then the bar come crashing down on their neck. And it's always interesting. It is frightening. But the good thing is the weights will usually catch you from being, you know, because the weights keep it about you know, yeah. six to eight inches off the ground. So you're never in real danger. It just looks a lot worse than it is. Um, and it's probably scary. Yeah. You know, being forced to the ground like that. Right. Um, but again use uh and uh if you need a barbell pad there's no shame in using a barbell pad there's plenty of people that are like oh you can use a pussy pad you can't do that what yeah they use that term that's gross that's a gym term oh i don't um, like the gym whoever yeah. this gym is he's a jerk yeah jym wow. uh, um so don't ever worry about that um squat pads or i mean uh barbell pads are just fine especially when you get into heavy weights you you really do need it it's i think people get you know, kind of like uppity about it is when you're doing like lightweight squats and you're having a, a barbell pad on there, which you don't need, but you know, it's your comfort level. It's not really to anyone's, you know, people shouldn't be judging you whether or not you're using pads on something. Or but that's something. like part of gym culture, unfortunately, is like judgment and shame. Depends on the gym. Yeah, that's true. Like a planet fitness, mm -hmm. nobody's going to say anything about anything, but like okay. if you go to muscle or like, like a muscle beach type thing in LA mm -hmm. where it's just like bro dudes. Yeah. Who are all uh, just lift, 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 gains, gains, gains with a Z. Well, uh, there's that Playboy Bunny who's um, got arrested. Did you see that? No, I didn't. Um, she was, you know, she's Playboy Bunny, so obviously she's yeah. fit. And she was at the gym, and she was in the changing room, and she saw a woman who was older and out of shape changing and naked in the changing room. Yeah. And so she took a picture of her oh and posted God. it on her Facebook. Oh, my God. Uh-huh, like body shaming. Yikes. Because, of like, she's like, ew, she's so gross. Why is she doing this? It's burned in my why eyes Why is she forever. taking her clothes off at the gym? Yeah, why is she changing in the changing room? <laughs> and, like, if I have to see this, you all have to see this. Oh, but my that was God. Like, she just got arrested for it. Wow. Which is good because yeah. that's totally messed up. Yeah. But it just shows that, like, in her brain, she thought everyone else deserved to laugh and be disgusted by this person's body well, at the yeah. gym. Well, and just because you're famous, or I mean, yeah. she's like pseudo famous. Right. Like, I've never heard of her, but. No, I didn't know who she was. Um, like, no, people think they can get a free pass, and like, the rule is, unless you can dance, mm -hmm. you don't get a free pass. Well, and I think the other problem, too, is at first, she just like went and did this thing, taking yeah. a picture of a person naked and made fun of them, and right. then put it on the internet for everyone to see. Sure. And she never once in that process, like, stopped to think if this were appropriate. Right. Well, that's like... It's not like if she stopped and was like, oh, this isn't right, but I'm going to do it anyway. Right. She just like did it. Yeah. Well, that's like Will for 50 Cent, is that video of him, it's pretty much the career ender for 50 Cent, where he was following the autistic boy around. Oh, yeah. Making fun of of him and saying this guy's stoned. And yeah, and he was like, you know, severely autistic and like non, like non vocal, mm -hmm. and like I felt so bad afterwards. Yeah. Like, I mean, I didn't feel bad. I didn't do it, but you mm -hmm. know, you feel bad that 
people are people so messed are so up crazy, like that. Yeah. But like again, the rule is if you can dance, you can get away with anything. Like look at Chris Brown, he can dance, and people let him. He got a free pass on beating up Rihanna. Well, that's how that conversation yeah. really starts. But well, he's so he he's such he a good sorry. dancer. He said he was sorry. Who else? Michael Jackson, free pass on being a weirdo because he can dance. Now everyone like maybe when he was alive, people didn't really give him a free pass. But now he's dead. But now that he's daddy, it's just like oh, MJ legacy legend, blah 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 blah. Like dude, you guys hated him when he was alive. Everyone made fun of Michael Jackson when he was alive, and now everybody loves you till you're dead. It's true, Mm -hmm. unless you're Hitler, and then everyone hates you, and then you're dead, and then they still hate you. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. For now, I mean, so <laughs> who knows where that, that's going in the next few years. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember, non-political, <laughs> non-political podcast here, Bear Trap mm-hmm. Fitness Podcast. Mm-hmm. But we do hate Hitler. But we do hate Hitler. Just to be clear on the record. Yes. So that's mm-hmm. a proper squat. <laughs> that is how you do a proper squat. Um, if you have any questions about how to do proper form, I mean, you guys have the internet. You could always Google it. I recommend T Nation for all of your, um, not not for a lot of things, but for, like T Nation can be a little broy, <coughs> a little d baggy sometimes. But like, as far as form and lifting goes, T Nation's that's where you want to search for. Don't go on Google and start looking up random places like homeopathic. Squat form for mm-hmm. single mothers. What if I want natural? Natural squat, squat form, non-organic, uh, GMO-free squat forms. Okay, no squats, gluten-free. Gluten-free squats. No, just go to T Nation, mm-hmm. type in squat form, and that's the one you want to follow. Mm-hmm. They're gonna have lots of articles about it, and it's one that I recommend to clients all the time. Is T Nation. Um, what does the T stand for? Testosterone. Oh, Testosterone Jesus. Nation. T-Nation.com. Like I said. It's, it's not a, like a red pill thing, is it? No, it's not. Okay. It's all lifting. It's all, right, all about good. lifting. And it's like, you can find articles about, like, the proper way to do steroids. You can find articles about um, the myths of steroids. Or um, you can find, like, form and function of muscle groups. Uh, like, it's a great website. It, it, it's, like, really cut and dry, and it's not afraid to pull punches. Uh, mostly steroids is, like, a big no-no topic in the fitness world, too. People, like, will admit that they do crack before they admit they do steroids. Doesn't everyone do crack? Well, yeah. Okay. But, I mean, like, Mm -hmm. admitting it is the the first step. (laughs) So, proper squat form, proper anything, deadlift form. We'll cover that in a later episode. But um, tnation.com, t-nation.com. We went... We had our week of plated. We did. For those of you who listened last week, we used, uh, we were just starting plated and we had done one meal and we kind of gave a little review of it, but we had not gotten to the full review because we didn't do all six meals or all five meals. Mm-hmm. But now we have done all we five have. meals and uh, the lovely Sarah, uh, say hello, Sarah. Hello, Sarah. We'll be talking about mm-hmm. uh, our different meals and I'll, I'll listen, I guess. Okay, thanks. Yeah. All right, so it felt really. Um, Hit or miss. Yeah. There were some really good meals, mm-hmm. um, things I would eat again, and then there were moments that I was like, meh, like, uh, meh. They were also uh, heavy. I they were like. kind of heavy, I do have to admit. And I know it's like fall, so it's like heavy food season, right. but like, I think that needs to stop because <laughs> <laughs> it's really hard to keep weight down, especially now that marathon training's done. Yes. Um, so like we did one that was like the salmon poke bowls, uh-huh. which I know poke I bowls like are like that. really good. It was good. I had to make adjustments as I was cooking it though. Okay, like? Like, well, it's salmon and the salmon came with the skin. You had to like, like cook the salmon. Okay. And then it was like, 
you just seared the salmon so the skin was like really crispy. Mm -hmm. And then it was like, okay, when you're done, remove skin and discard. And I was like, seared crispy salmon skin is like the best part yeah. of salmon. Sure. I'm like, and there's I'm not... no like fat in it. Or no, anything. I mean, it's, it's not too like bad. it's chicken skin. So, like, it was like little things like that. Like, I would never throw away like this. No, that's the, best part. that's the best part. So, I kept it on there. So, it was fine. It was good though. Yeah. I liked it. I'm not a huge fan of seaweed salad. I liked that one though. Um, that one wasn't too, too bad. Like, um, I don't like the ones you buy like in a container, but yeah. I actually enjoyed that. Their seaweed one. salad was okay. I just, I'm really not a huge seaweed salad fan though. Right. And if I'm being honest, even when I eat sushi, and I do love sushi, sushi I don't yeah. like when there's a ton of seaweed in Ooh, it. Oh, I like that. Um, it's, not, it's not my thing. One of my students the other day he had like uh his mom had sent him to school i teach at a, a school with a high chinese like chinatown population and he had like oh my god like a book thick of that like crispy seaweed and he yeah. was just like giving them out at recess and i ate like five of them yeah my kids will get those like as a joke and yeah. they try to convince like i dare you to eat this they're so good I dare you to eat this yeah like one of my kids last year walked up and was like miss you won't eat it and i'm just like oh Mm. Like, tell me I won't do something. Yeah. Put it in your face, son. Put it in your face. Um, so, yeah. The French onion soup one was good, but it was really, really heavy. It was. It was like... And I made that one. I know. It was good. I mean, it was like all the caramelized onions of a French onion soup, yeah. only instead of adding broth to it to make soup, you just put it on a sandwich. A grilled cheese sandwich. A grilled sandwich. cheese sandwich. Yeah. Which, um... It was very heavy. I mean, it was delicious, mm -hmm. but it also was really hard to eat. It, like, yeah. kept falling out of the bread. Yeah. And I just like French onion soup. I would just right. stick to French onion soup. And I think that's pretty good as it is. It doesn't need to be redone. I liked the um, French onion soup sandwich idea. Yes. But I think they put too much stuff I in it. I agree. It was like it was two giant. onions worth. Yeah. Either of... give me bigger bread or less onions. Yeah. I think there's like, yeah, it was just on sourdough. I think it maybe needed to be like on a baguette or something. Mm, yeah. um, I don't know. There's something. And like the salad was on the side. And I feel like the brightness of the salad and should have been really on the sandwich. And they're really chintzy with their salads. I like, agree. And not as far as like the amount, but like. We got an entire thing of arugula. Right, like it's not that they're chintzy with the amount, it's mm -hmm. the make a salad dressing. Well, the salad dressing is oil and lemon juice and salt and pepper. Yeah. And that's your and dressing. And then it was just put on arugula. There's yeah. like nothing else on nothing the salad. Nothing else on it. So I was like, like uh, is that a salad? Not like, really. No, I would think that should just go on the sandwich. Yeah, that's just like a, a um, side. There was chicken marsala. Yeah, it was all right. Yeah, it's fine. Um, I don't like chicken. Yeah, I, I <laughs> right just, now. Not, yeah, it's been a few years and I'm just not into chicken still. Um... Which is unfortunate. One of my favorite meals I've ever had, ever, yeah. was a chicken marsala in Chico mm. at the Redwood Forest Cafe. Oh, yes. They had such good chicken marsala. So maybe I would have liked it if someone else had prepared it, but there's something about slimy chicken that, like, I don't want to look at it, be mm. near it. So whichever meal we have this week has chicken, you're going to have to make it. That's why I, I just, have to get sick? Well, you don't get sick. You just, you're fine. You have, like, yeah. an iron stomach. It's just like It's just, like, the idea yeah. of the chicken and being near it is really upsetting me. Do you like but fried I liked chicken? Huh? You like fried chicken? I do like fried chicken. I think it's me preparing the chicken. Oh, I think it just makes a psychological barrier for yeah, me. Nice. It's just slimy yeah. and gross. Okay. But the potatoes I liked because they were like... The fingerlings? Um, yeah, they were like... I had to marinate them in mustard sauce. Ooh. And it was really... That I enjoyed. It was like mustard and rosemary and olive oil. And I enjoyed that. Nice. So I think I would do that again. Because the mustard potatoes reminded me of Sorba's Greek food oh, yeah, uh, potatoes. We, ate we did eat, that, eat this week and there was not enough potatoes. No, there like, wasn't. There wasn't. Like, I would just eat their potatoes. They, like, have these, like, potatoes are, like, boiled in some mustard sauce, which mm. I know sounds gross, um, but it, it's so good. Yeah, no, I don't know how to describe them. But my favorite from last week was the pizza. Yeah, that was definitely we the made, best. And it was, I mean, it was 750 calories a serving, and okay. it was three servings, right. which I thought was weird. Like, I know we ordered a two-serving yeah. meal, but it made three servings of pizza, so I had lunch the next day. Mm -hmm. But it had, um, 
It was a burrata, which is like super, super, super soft mozzarella. Yeah, I like that. Um, and it had honey and pistachios and fontina cheese and then like truffle oil on top of it. Right. And it was like just a really good combination hmm. of flavors. I mean, I was really, really stoked to eat that. So that was delicious. I right. enjoyed that very much. The, when we had like, I would make about, that again. Yeah, that was definitely a, a winner. We'll keep mm -hmm. that one. Yeah. Pretty much throw all the rest away. Yeah, what's kind of cool is like, you know, like the the HelloFresh, every menu comes in like a big colorful picture right. and with the instructions and then you know you can keep the menu cards or throw them away right. or like, collect them and put them in your bicycle spokes. <laughs> <laughs> well they're a little they're a little mm -hmm. big for the bicycle spokes but. Speak for yourself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Why you've never ridden a bicycle so what do you know? <laughs> Don't make fun of me. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen Sarah Duenas does not know how to ride a bicycle. It's like riding a bike. Just like riding a bike. <laughs> but, um, so out of all of these that we've tried, we've decided to stick with HelloFresh. Mm -hmm. We like them the best. Yeah. We went back to it last night. I actually made last night's dinner. Yeah. Which was the... Um, Some kind of spaghetti, John. Yeah, it was a tomato garlic ragu. And even Charlie liked it. Charlie it destroyed that thing. so much of it. Yeah. And, and he's picky. He is a very, he's, he's a, a toddler. Very, which so really a, bothers me that he's so that picky. That he's a toddler, yeah. Because, I wish you would have hurry up already. No, but it just bothers <laughs> me that he's so picky. Yeah, that's Because most I mean, kids, we though. eat everything. Yeah. Like, we're fatties. Yeah. We just eat every. You put it in front of me and I'll eat it. Foodies. Foodies. Foodies, fatties. fatties. I don't really know. No. I'm a little bit of both, I think. Yeah, um, well. But it, he, and he is just like, if it's not mac and cheese or french fries, yeah. he's not going to eat it. And I hate that because I'm such a health nut. Yeah. And I'm always getting on the case of my students for like their junk food Right, taste. but they're at a point where they can logically, right, make for the decisions. most part, make decisions. I just, they can't talk. I know, I know. And I'm still like super worried that he's going to like grow up and be one of those kids that only eats hot dogs without ketchup and like... Who's that? And like, you know, pizza. Nobody like, that's does it. that. <laughs> drives me crazy. Yeah. But we're back to HelloFresh, mm -hmm. and I, I noticed with Charlie, and this, I guess, I guess this could be a tip for parents, mm -hmm. but like, if you have a kid that doesn't eat, we give him his food. Like, we cook yeah. him mac and cheese, or I like slice up some you turkey. You do have or, to feed him. Yeah, it turns out. Yeah. Yeah. Things it's don't go required. well. Things don't go well if uh, yeah. you don't feed your child. Mm -hmm. Like, police show up and stuff. Yeah, you know, whatever. But we feed him his food, and then we have him also sit down to dinner with us. And mm -hmm. we don't really give him a serving of his dinner, but he, like, is in expressing interest in our food. Mm -hmm. And he sees us eating it. So he at least tries right. all of our meals. He doesn't always eat all of our meals, but, like, spaghetti last night. He you know, the ragu. He loved it. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's just friendly tip from yep. one parent to another. Eat with your kid. You don't force anything on them, though. Because yeah, the more I, because I've tried that before. Like yeah. I've tried like eat the food, kind of like stick it in his mouth, like, <laughs> eat it, and it just turns out I don't want to give him a complex about food. I don't want him to grow up thinking like food is bad, you know. So I've tried it though. I did it at an age where he was a lot younger. Though. Yeah. Now he's like in the no phase and like. Oh yeah, he says no to everything. On the ground. Yeah. He's so spiteful. I'm like, dude, you <laughs> like this. You you, you like this it. food, and you're still spitting it out. <laughs> like, don't spit that out. You like it. Um. So yeah, I don't know. He does eat better when we're at a restaurant. Yeah. Like, because it's like where all our food is coming at the same time. Yeah. Um, so the other problem is he eats early, like my mom. Yeah. <laughs> and then we eat later, like us. Mm -hmm. So he needs to eat at like six thirty. We need yeah. to eat at like eight. Mm -hmm. I know. I'm not even hungry by six thirty. I know. I can't even think about food at that time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we're back to HelloFresh. I like it. I yeah. like the Jamie Oliver f recipes. I I love that they all come from Jamie Oliver. Um, 
Again, we, we need to do another, we need to do an episode on Jamie yeah, Oliver absolutely. and talk all about that. Um, and my half marathon bag came with a $40 off coupon for yes. a first time customer. Ooh. So I either have to figure out how to pretend to be a first time customer uh -huh. again, so I can do that, yeah. or maybe we can just send it to somebody. So Ooh. if somebody wants 40 bucks off of HelloFresh, to oh, try. Yeah. So if you'd like to try HelloFresh, mm -hmm. uh, follow us on Twitter at Bear Trap Fitness and hit us up. Like, re uh, yeah, repost it. You don't even need to do that. Mm -hmm. It's just a coupon code on it. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, if you if you like something on our, <coughs> excuse me, if you uh, repost this podcast on Twitter and tag me in it, at Bear Trap Fitness, uh, we'll give you that $40 off HelloFresh for free. How about that? Mm -hmm. And then I have more coupons, I think, for people to try out. So the more the merrier. Uh, yeah. I'll send you more coupons. Yeah, because I would love to see more people using it and not only eating healthier, but like supporting this organization oh, yeah. that does amazing things for people. I agree. So mm -hmm. if you want to try it out, you know what to do. Also, it just makes food fun. <clears> it does. I and do I, like, I enjoyed cooking it last night. I felt mm -hmm. like a real chef. Mm -hmm. And I think that's just kind of the training wheels I need mm -hmm. to become like comfortable cooking because I'm not comfortable cooking. I'm always just like, oh, I know how to cook this. I'll cook it. Yeah, but they break down the steps, I think, in a way that works for first-time cooks. Uh-huh, exactly. Like, I think, because I'm, I'm used to cooking, mm -hmm. um, most of these uh, recipes say they take about 30 to 40 minutes, but because I'm used to cooking and I know how to, like, stack activities on top of each right. other and how to reformat the order I do things, I can usually get these meals done in, like, 20 minutes. Um, but I think for the first-time cooks, it's really helpful because it makes you do, like, the mise en place first, which is, like, where you just prepare all the ingredients. Uh-huh. Um, before you even start cooking, and uh -huh. then it gets you going in an order that makes sense. Right. Um, whereas, like, if you're more, if you cook often, you know, to like prepare some ingredients, start right. cooking, and then prepare more, and then like right. you can kind of stack your activities. Totally. I notice when I, I could do this step by step, I end up with like a lot of downtime. Yeah. So I just kind of like, you know, do something in the kitchen, keep <laughs> myself busy. Yeah, well, <laughs> you are a woman, so you there's you plenty for you to do in there. <laughs> oh. Just step on nails. Oh. Feel sad. <laughs> We're redoing our floor right now, and there's a bunch of nails sticking up. Mm -hmm. And you would think, you know, hammer them down, but we just enjoy stepping on them. Mm -hmm. um, it's I, fun. It's a I, challenge. I noticed Charlie never steps on them. No, he somehow manages to not step on them. <laughs> Although now we have just jinxed him to yeah. taking a nail. So now to I got to hammer all of them down. So we'll just go ahead and plan on taking him to the emergency room later tonight. Yep. So mm -hmm. this uh, <laughs> this week's recipes are pretty good looking. Mm -hmm. We got crispy chickpea bowl. Uh-huh. With Israeli couscous and roasted I herbed veggies. I love Israeli couscous. It's good. It's big. It's fun. Mm -hmm. uh, Parmesan-crusted chicken with roasted sweet potato, cranberry, and arugula salad. It's I'll very, be... like, Thanksgiving light. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, Panko-crusted cod with wasabi aioli, quinoa, and green bean tomato saute. Uh, pork larb over jade rice. I don't know what pork larb is. Um, I think pork larb is like, I don't know, Ground this pork? sort of spicy meat salad that is popular in places like Laos and Thailand. You're reading that off the card. No, I'm not. I you can't prove that. I could have done that. <laughs> you can't prove that. With crispy <laughs> green beans and crushed peanuts. Mm, that's uh, we did not get the Tuscan ribolita. And then the tomato ragu I made last night. But I do like that even though we didn't order about that, that one thing, it still comes with the recipe. That's pretty cool. So I can make it myself because yeah. the picture's really pretty and I kind of want to eat it. So again, if you want a $40 off HelloFresh coupon mm -hmm. uh, at Bear Trap Fitness, repost this episode of this podcast and a tag at Bear Trap Fitness and HelloFresh to let them know that we're doing, you know, hustling for them without them knowing. Exactly. Um, can I ask you about Thanksgiving? Ask me about Thanksgiving. Yeah, because it's my favorite holiday, oh, if I'm being honest. Wow. Just because it's food related. Okay. Which 
That's it. Uh-huh. I mean, we're not going anywhere or doing anything. I'm no. just making a bunch of food and eating it. Yeah. And it's the kind of food I only make once a year. Okay. Um, so what is your favorite Thanksgiving, like, dish? Like, your favorite, like, I mean, because let's be real, there's, like, the turkey, then there's the gravy, mashed potatoes, probably some kind of roll, mm-hmm. green beans, sweet potatoes, right. pumpkin pie, apple pie, cranberry stuff, cr- stuffing, cranberry sauce, like, okay. there's a million things that people serve. And then if you're really, like, lucky, you live in one of those families that also gets, like, collard greens and, like, the ham, okay. the weird spiral ham. Yeah. Oh, and sometimes people have mac and cheese, too. <laughs> Am I going to get a chance to talk or just, you're just going to continue? I'm just going to name foods that I want to eat You're going to start eating Thursday. the couch now, the uh, microphone. Uh, uh, don't eat the uh, microphone. Uh, so, all right. Well, first I'll tell you my favorite, like, food year to year. Mm-hmm. Then I'll tell you my favorite food that I've ever had. Okay. And then I'll tell you my favorite Thanksgiving. Okay. How about that? All right. Okay. That's good. So, my favorite food year to year has to be the just the turkey with the gravy, mm-hmm. like the main course, and um, and then like the stuffing also. I can I like see the that. Stuffing. Just, you never roast a turkey. No, you don't. You it's not something you do, and yeah. it's just always like a nice pleasure of having those like the big steaks of turkey yeah. with the gravy over it. I think that's a like just something is comforting about that. Yeah. Um, and I know like when we sometimes I love going to a restaurant and then you see that they have like a, like turkey, a turkey dinner, dinner yeah. on their like the down home diner yeah, at Reading Terminal that. Yeah. does that. And yeah. so just sometimes it's really great to order yeah. that. Yeah, and you rarely get it. You don't make mm-hmm. it's not like, oh, we're gonna cook a steak, we're gonna roast a turkey. Yeah. Like you just not something you do. No. Because I think turkeys are so big and people yeah. don't wanna just buy like a turkey breast. That's what we bought this yeah. year is a turkey breast. But it's just it's such a big production to do mm-hmm. a turkey. Okay. So that's my favorite like year to year. It's just the straight up the turkey. I always make sure I get a little bit of crispy skin mm-hmm. on it. I've never had the fried turkey. Yeah. We've done the beer can turkey before, yeah. I think. But like, and I brine my turkeys. Yeah, and that's always good. Um, You're right. We've never fried it. I'm a no. little nervous about yeah. frying it. Just the the I've cold. I've seen enough YouTube videos of yeah. rednecks on fire to know that that'll probably happen to me. Right. So my favorite like food that I've ever had though in like the history of my life was the Thanksgiving of 2002 mm-hmm. when I was stationed in Korea during the army. And this also is my favorite Thanksgiving of all time. Sorry family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is my thing. <laughs> and, I'll, and I'll explain why. But my favorite food that I've ever had was um, it was collard greens with ham hocks. And ham hocks are the, the foot of the pig. Mm-hmm. And I had never had anything better than that. And I've never had anything as good since then. Um, and it was funny because this this came from my favorite Thanksgiving, which was the November 2002. Mm-hmm. And it was maybe a m- month before I was leaving Korea. Like, I had gotten to Korea mm-hmm. in December on my birthday. This was, it was a great <laughs> birthday. Right. And it was all those awkward things where everyone was like, oh, because they have to check all your paperwork. Yeah. And they're like, what's the date today? And I'm like, December 14th. And they're like, what's your birthday? And I'm like, it's, it's my birthday's today. And they're like, oh. Happy birthday. And it was that awkward, like, they just feel like they have to. Right. So, I got to Korea on my birthday, December 14th, and then... This was your 19th birthday? This was my uh, 19th birthday. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. So long ago. Mm -hmm. Oh, my goodness. And, like, you gotta remember, this is, like, 9-11 just happened, like, this year. Like, it was two months. Yeah. Yeah, it was not two months. Three months? Yeah, three months. Yeah, three months Mm -hmm. after 9-11. So, it was just, like, people are still, like... This is the military. It's still edgy. Uh, not edgy. On edge. Uh-huh. Like they're not like all like shaved head, half, whatever. Um, <laughs> cool tattoos. Cool tattoos. Yeah. Uh, no, and then I got there, and then uh, 2002, November, I'm like getting ready to leave. Because you only spend a year in Korea unless you opt to stay another year, which a lot of guys did. 
Um, I didn't. And it was November. And when you go to Korea, it's, it's technically considered a hardship duty. You're not allowed to take any of your family with you. Um, so it's just basically you and everybody else living in a giant barracks uh, together. And this is weird because, like, if it was any other base, even Germany, um, like, well-established bases like that, and especially stateside, you're not required to live on base. You're, you can live in a house outside of base. You can live in an apartment off base. It's true. If you'd been stationed in Italy, I'd have been there in a heartbeat. Right. <laughs> but this was Korea, and you weren't allowed to bring your family yeah, with you. it's crazy. And so we all lived together, and it was, like, me and, like, 40-year-old, 50-year-olds, like, a lot of people that, you know, have entire families. Like, these are people who are married with kids who are like, see ya, honey, I'm gone for a year. But this thing, such as the army, mm -hmm. the people were doing that in Iraq and mm -hmm. Afghanistan, which was terrible. But, so we had all these women from, like, Georgia and, like, Louisiana, and they were all in our barracks, and they all got together and cooked, like, this giant feast for everybody in the barracks. And our barracks held probably... I'd say probably close to 200 people. And this, they weren't like army cooks. It wasn't like No, that, that wasn't they weren't their, cooks. They weren't position. that wasn't their job. The, mm -hmm. They were just these down southern women, southern who, women who could cook up like crazy. And they cooked because every floor of our building, we had I think our our uh, barracks was like four floors and every floor had a kitchen in it. Mm -hmm. And like a like a a common area. But for the most part, a pretty big kitchen. So they used every kitchen. They were roasting turkeys in every single kitchen. And the whole barracks just smelled like Thanksgiving. And you got to remember, this is coming from where you're 19, first time away from home on your own, living in a part of the world that doesn't smell what you're used to smelling. Like and You don't exactly learn about in history class. No, and they don't <laughs> exactly tell you about it when you get there. It's just like, you're in Korea now. Good luck. Mm -hmm. And... Like, everything smelled different, you know? And it's funny because I bike through Chinatown to get to my work because my work is basically mostly Chinatown kids. And the smells in Chinatown mimic almost exactly what Korea smelled like. The garbage smell, the, like, just the kind of not-so-clean fish smell, you know, the the delis that make... Yeah, and you don't... You enjoy this I smell, love that smell. Which is, like, one of those funny things. Yeah. It's like, it, yeah. Sometimes you get um, on my bike and you get stuck behind the Chinatown garbage truck and you're like, hmm, it smells, <laughs> smells all right. I'm not saying it smells good. I want to go diving into the garbage truck. You're, like, truck. nostalgic. Yeah, it's it's definitely, like, a, a, a nice... Not a... Yeah, I guess you could say a nice familiar smell to me, the mm -hmm. Chinatown smell. They used to love going to that grocery store. Oh, yeah, they the had, like, the turtles and frogs yeah, in there. Yeah, they had the turtles there. Yeah, it smelled, that's mm -hmm. the way Korea smelled, just, like, mm -hmm. all over the place. That's mm -hmm. what it smelled like. The turtles were to eat, let's just clarify. Yeah, it wasn't, like, like, a pet, pet store. store. No. This was, like, turtles in a plastic, you know, tub tote. from tub Walmart. From yeah, and then they were just, like, you picked them up and ate them. Yeah, well, you yeah. cooked them, usually. Debatable. Yeah, in mm -hmm. that part. But, so, you know, you gotta remember, we've been here for a year, we had not, like, like, and then let me tell you another thing is when I got there December 14th, I had to spend a 24-hour guard duty on Christmas. Mm -hmm. So it was like Christmas Eve through Christmas Day. I was on guard duty, which was Santa? for Santa. <laughs> and he shot him down from the sky. Yeah, and my yeah. 249 mm -hmm. just... Da, 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 da. But no, I was on guard duty. And no, but I can't even say it was that cool because I was in an office. Oh. It was, it's called CQ. Mm -hmm. And I want to, if I can remember correctly, it's called like... Command quarters or chief 
Chiefs Quarters. I don't really, I remember what it's called or like what the acronym CQ stands for, but it was like when you had CQ duty, you knew 24 hours of an entire, like you had to be up for 24 hours and then you got the next day off and then had to go back to work. Mm -hmm. But so it's not like I had a Christmas feast or anything. It was, this was the first time it was just like this perfect storm of all these women who wanted to cook and they're like, let's do it. We all pitched in some money. I don't remember pitching in money, but uh, probably did. I, I'm sure I did. They mm -hmm. probably just ducked my pay a little drunk. bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna start it on the Korea. Mm -hmm. But um, and they cooked ham hocks, and I don't think I've, I've never felt as full eating food. Like you know, how, like you eat turkey dinner, and like you're just like, oh, I ate too much. I felt like something was wrong. Like <laughs> physically, something was wrong. Like something was gonna. I was like, oh, I'm gonna have a ruptured, you know, stomach because of this. And it was just like turkey, the mac and cheese. The ham hocks, the, and like, I can't even tell you how good collard greens, like I fell in love with collard greens and ham hocks mm -hmm. at that moment in my life. And I've never had it as good. We'll it's to hard to like, find the ham hocks. If I can is. find ham hocks, I'll do it. So ham, something about yeah. ham hocks was just really good. It's like salty mm -hmm. and just like, just Always falls off the foot. The yeah. It's just fine, but yeah. meh. Yeah. And I don't know, something about it. It's just mm -hmm. chewy. And then, you know, the thing is, is like ham hocks and collard greens are kind of a common dish in the mm -hmm. South. And when you go to the uh, to to the chow hall for dinner, they would have that quite often: collard mm -hmm. greens and ham hocks. But it never tasted right, mm -hmm. you know, because it was cafeteria food. Um, so we all got together. We ate this dinner. It was by far the best Thanksgiving I've ever had. And because it was just like that, you had this communal mentality where it wasn't like everyone was having fun. Nobody was being a jerk. We, this was our family at the time, and a lot of us who had been there, you know, for me, that was bordering on an entire year. This was my family, and it was kind of a good ending point for me to start, you know, now I got to pack my bags, and now I got to get ready to go off to Colorado, which was my next station. Mm -hmm. um, but it was almost like a like a bittersweet ending to that, mm -hmm. to that, that tour of uh, duty for me. Mm -hmm. And a lot of my friends actually ended up going back to Korea. Mm -hmm. Like my buddy Steiner, he he was like my best friend of all time in Korea. And he ended up going back to Korea later on, maybe like a couple years ago, actually. Mm -hmm. And he said it wasn't the same. He's yeah. like, it'll never be the same as that 2001, 2002 year. And mm -hmm. it, it's just, it's weird how things like that can happen in your life. That you just, you found that perfect glimpse of your life and... Even if I was like pining, like let's say I, I was a single man, and I'm like I'm gonna drop everything and I need to get back to the, to that Korea. You know, I want to get back to it. It wouldn't be the same. It right. will never be the same as being 19, on your own in Korea for the first time ever. I think that's that nostalgia thing. It is. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. it's like the definition yeah. of nostalgia. Mm -hmm. So how about you? Well, then you say that's the Bear Trap Fitness Podcast. <laughs> Thank you for no. Listening. You said you were gonna tell me your favorite Thanksgiving and then your favorite like dish from Thanksgiving. I did. No, but that was the first thing you said. Year to year, you always pick the turkey, and then your best Thanksgiving was that one. And yeah. And your best like food was at the collard collard greens and ham hocks. Right, I even checking. started the story just with that. Make you. Sure. Just weren't listening. I was listening. I just wanted to make sure that there wasn't anything else that I didn't interrupt. No, you. that was definitely uh, that's definitely my favorite that I've had, uh -huh. and uh, I'll, I'll we'll search to find it again. Yeah. The search is on. Yeah, that's good stuff. I'll have to give it a try. I've never made collard greens like. They do in the South. Oh, you yeah. Know? That's it. But it'll be something to aspire to. Yes. How about you? Favorite uh, food, favorite Thanksgiving, favorite food of all time? Uh, you probably don't have as in-depth of a story. But. No, I mean, we grew up, uh, for the most part, when I was, like, little, we would go to Fresno and, uh -huh. like, 
you know, my one grandmother would make a big like Thanksgiving lunch and she was a really good cook. Right. You know, she uh, was a caterer. Mm -hmm. So that was her job was to cook. She was always a great cook. And then we would get in the car and drive to my other grandma's house about two hours away and eat Thanksgiving dinner. Yep. <laughs> so it was just like Thanksgiving after Thanksgiving. Right. Um, America. Yeah, but like my dad's side of the family is a lot of picky eaters. So like the Thanksgiving sides were usually, they, I don't remember green bean casserole <laughs> anywhere around. Um, and I can find mustard was, potatoes in It was dad's. like buttered noodles and like corn. <laughs> um, That's it. No turkey. But there was a lot of, there was turkey. There was definitely turkey and there's definitely ham. Yeah. Um, and then my Nana's like cookies were like always there. And she uh -huh. made like the best cookies ever. And oh, like I yes. still dream about those cookies. Ooh, yeah. um, I should make those cookies. I'm going to give it a try. Yeah. Um, I haven't made them in years. Uh, so, I mean, it was just like, I remember being a lot of food, but my favorite is always mashed potatoes. Like, oh, yeah. I love mashed potatoes. And gravy. Like, people make fun of me for my love of mashed potatoes <laughs> growing up. Like, I would go to a restaurant and just get, like, a side of mashed potatoes yeah. and a side of hash browns because I love potatoes in general. Right. But mashed potatoes are, like, my favorite. Like, that is what I'm most excited about for Thursday is making a giant thing of mashed potatoes. <laughs> and not sharing. I, I might share. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Then, like later, I was the one who like cooked the Thanksgiving meal yeah. often. Yeah. You know, I just did. I, I mean, I picked up cooking when I was a teenager, and then it was just something I did. And, does that take yeah. away from the specialness of like that whole meal of having to prepare the meal, or does that add to it? For me, it makes it very enjoyable because okay. I like to be in a kitchen for hours on end, doing yeah. lots of things. Like I was like one of the few things I miss from California is how like every month we would do like big friends dinners. Right. And we would just like I would just make a ton of food and everyone would come over and then we'd all eat. And right. like we don't do that much anymore. Mm -hmm. I don't think we've done that in like a couple of years. No. We, we just, just don't have don't, family out here either. We don't have family out here, and that's fine. Um, mm -hmm. I just say we don't make the time to make big throwdown meals right. and stuff like that. I've been invited to about four that. different Thanksgivings. That's nice of you. Not, not, not me, me, but just you. No, I haven't been invited. Oh. No, I, I haven't invited people. Right. I've been invited. To Thanksgiving this yeah. year? So am I, are you going to go? <laughs> no. That's what I'm saying. It's like, yeah. when you were saying, it was like, we don't mm -hmm. do that much anymore. Yeah. But like, I've been invited several people's, but it's like kind of acquaintances people yeah. and if I went there I'd kind of be like oh hi, it's like one of those, I know one of you it's one of those things like when you choose to move far far away from everyone you know yeah. and then everybody knows you in your new town is like the people without family sure. it's like you know they're just inviting you because they like the thing feel bad yeah. and then I just <laughs> don't want to a pity yeah. thanks and like that's really kind of everyone and yeah. I know it wouldn't be it wouldn't be a problem but right. it's like weird when you go over to dinner with yeah. a bunch of people and their family because like right. that's the thing about Thanksgiving family is like you catch up with people you haven't seen in a long right. time and you have your family stories and your family yeah. jokes and it's like it's not just about the food it, it and then is, it's like yeah. and then I brought my weird friend and his family who yeah, are lonely so, losers so let's like, learn so, all about yeah. them instead of talking to each other yeah, yeah. although we did um, you know for a few years here in Philly it was like a bunch of friends would get together yeah. at Thanksgiving but now you know? they've gone but they've, uh, yeah they've and it was like all of us who've moved far from home and came now together there, and, and now Nora and Henry have to figure out I what know. to do for Thanksgiving mm -hmm. I'll send them a plate in the mail oh god <laughs> that'll work right yeah it works should be fine but yeah, it's just one of those things. Like, it's definitely a family holiday, but it's also a food holiday. Right. And the fact that I don't have family out here and it's still my favorite tells me that I just have a food addiction. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so mashed potatoes is your favorite. Uh-huh. Tell me about favorite Thanksgiving or favorite food that you've had at mm. Thanksgiving. If that exists. I only, I thought of that because I can speak on right, that. Right, you have like an, an, an event, an emotional yes. event to connect to it. Right. Um, but if you don't have that. Tough. I mean, I just, I love just that combination of foods on the plate. Right. Like, there's just, 
I never make mashed potatoes. Right. I never make yeah. a turkey. Right. Um, I never have a reason to make green bean casserole. So you mm -hmm. want the crunchy, like, French onion uh, soup. And I never have a reason to make cranberry sauce. Sure. But for some reason, we make all those things one time a year. Uh, and Christmas they all, too, sometimes. yeah, sometimes on Christmas, and then they all end up on my plate, and then <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, and it's it. like the combination of flavors, yeah. like where you can swirl them all around and eat them <laughs> yeah. in one big spoonful. Yeah. Ugh, and then you get the leftovers you get to eat forever. And like, I'm not a huge leftovers fan. Like, right. I'll eat leftovers sometimes. Right. But like, I. I will eat the Thanksgiving leftovers for days afterwards, oh, yeah. and I won't even feel satiated. Uh, yeah. Or like, oh, I don't want to see this ever again. No. I will still be eating mashed potatoes right. like five days. Turkey sandwich from the next Thanksgiving. Day, yeah. yeah, and like, don't, I, I will make a second plate like three hours after dinner right. is over. It's gonna be wonderful. I'm so <laughs> excited. Right. So, <clears throat> uh, the good news is mm -hmm. we're gonna train extra hard this week. We are. No, okay, I'm gonna train. I'm gonna train I just extra. Finished. I know you did. You earned it oh. for sure. But um, like our gym's gonna be open. I'm still gonna be teaching a class at yeah, 6 a.m. on Thanksgiving. In fact, I have three, two clients on Thanksgiving morning. I have. Look at you. I'm gonna be teaching class from six to seven, and then I have one client from seven to eight, and then from eight to nine. There you go. That way, they don't have to feel guilty about eating food at Thanksgiving. It's all out of the way, and it's it's good to go. That's probably a good tip for not feeling guilty about Thanksgiving. Yeah, the it's turkey like, trot. Do a turkey trot. Get a big workout. There's a lot of five Ks on Thanksgiving right. called turkey trots. Maybe it'll work out. We did that one year. The first time we ever ran ten miles was on Thanksgiving. Oh yeah. And then we then I like that was the year that Brittany came from Connecticut, uh -huh. and I did the the brine turkey in oh, the trash yeah. bag. Oh yeah. It was really was good. good. I made a lot of food. But I ran 10 miles, 10 miles that morning so I felt pretty good about exactly. it. Exactly. So get Maybe your workout on Thanksgiving morning. Right. I was going to drop that tip. That's a good one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Get the workout and do get a good a good one too. Yeah. Don't just like chins out. Don't just say like, hey, I ran a mile and now mm -hmm. I can eat a million dollars. Because you're gonna eat that amount of food anyway. Yeah. So you might, and so it's you not like you're gonna be well. doing. And remember, exercise is a stress reliever. So if you're gonna be around family that stresses you out, <laughs> you'll be all relaxed. You, you won't have, yeah, you won't have any like energy to fight with anybody we all want it you know it's gonna be it's gonna be like serious political arguments for thanksgiving oh, yeah. for everyone this thanksgivings year. are gonna be rough yeah it's gonna be like definitely a line in the sand for uh especially since after this election mm -hmm. that we're not gonna talk about right. on the bear trap fitness podcast this is your election free coverage <laughs> no talk whatsoever but there will be mm -hmm. i'm sure prepare yourself yeah. Get meditation. Get some talking points. Yeah, to, no, don't do that. <laughs> Lo, live Get and let live. <laughs> live and let live. Uh, don't engage. Don't get engaged, is what I mean. Don't get engaged it's, on Thanksgiving. It's all downhill from there. <laughs> Hi, Sarah. Hi. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm so glad. We, I totally forgot about Thanksgiving. I'm so mm -hmm. glad you brought that up. Yeah, I'm that, excited that for was it. A great, <laughs> that was a great Thanksgiving. Oh man, the Korean Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. It'll be an infamy. I, I like that you have to go to another country in order to have like the best Thanksgiving to represent the only like American. <laughs> the funny part is we had it Korea the day ahead of us. So yeah. it was like oh, we had Thanksgiving true. the day before Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. And it was funny because a lot of people, I was a military police officer, so you worked all these crazy shifts. It was like you had day, morning, and or day, swing, and mid shifts. So people would be coming in like from their shifts while they're on duty to mm -hmm. pick up a plate of food and take it to the on the road with them it was it was really cool mm -hmm. to see every cuz we had it all in one one 
one spot. They mm -hmm. cooked it in different places, but we had it all served in one spot. And mm -hmm. some people took it back to the room. Some people ate it in the common area. It was just a really fun thing. I wonder if like Steiner and them remember it as yeah. as well as I do. Right. Because there was a lot of people from the south that it seemed like it was just no big deal. That was just like just their like thing. Yeah. And it was. It, I mean, I say it was funny because it's like I usually start a sentence with that, but. One of these guys from West Virginia, that's one of the things about the Army is you're kind of smashed together with people from different cultures. Mm -hmm. And this guy from West Virginia was just like, I can't believe that the women are eating with the men. Like, he couldn't believe that. Like, in West Virginia, whenever they had a big meal like that, the men would get their food first, mm -hmm. eat their food, and then the women would get their food and eat their food. I have so many thoughts about that, I and I am trying not to... Be a political right. podcast. Well, I mean, I like, just, it's such a, it was just a crazy thing. It was just like, he's like, can you believe the women are eating with the men? And I was like, yes, that's what people do together. Like, you know, I'm from California. Mm -hmm. So everyone around us was just like, I, there's very few people from California that join the military, it turns out, mm -hmm. especially when you're jam packed full of guys from, you know, Georgia, Alabama, Florida, West Virginia, South Carolina, all these places. And he just like, well, in West Virginia, we eat first, and then they can eat. And they're like, yeah, but... They, they can't. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, no, go on. No, it's just, it's like, this is the first group of people to complain that Muslims bring Sharia law, but they're already living <laughs> under it. Like, they can eat. Oh, then they have permission to eat the food uh, they cooked. <laughs> no, I was going to say, they <laughs> eat first because they cooked it. Yeah, right? But, but it was weird because, like, I never... <gasps> That was never, for us growing up in California, a, like a cultural thing. It was and always like, just like an equal there's thing. There's that either. part of me that wants to be like, well, everybody's culture is different. But right. then I hear crap like that and I get really angry. Right. Like, that's, everyone's culture is different and not as good as mine. <laughs> and I realize I'm contributing to the problem. Yeah. I'm being that elitist, leftist. Yeah. But I need to stop doing that, right. apparently. Just, just eat your food second. That's just all you Just eat my food do. second. What would you do, what would you do if like we were visiting somebody in West Virginia and we were at a place where it was like tradition that the women <sighs> ate after the men had eaten? I mean, because I'm cool, I'm good to go. Right, you're fine. So you have yeah. no you have no fight. You have dog in this fight. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's the same thing you're supposed to do whenever you're trying to change someone's opinion about something. Is you just like ask them questions about it? Yeah. It's like oh, that's an interesting tradition. Why is it you do that? Would you okay? So would you try and would you be asking the women or the men that? Probably, I wouldn't be allowed to speak to the men, I assume. <laughs> <laughs> so, the men, the women? Speak with Mm-hmm. So, I'd probably, I'd probably start with the women and be like, why, why do you do that? How does that, do, and you guys don't mind that? That's interesting. You, you know, I, like, that's that's the best thing I do with my students. It's like a right. Jedi mind trick is, like, yeah. when they are so weird about something and yeah. I know that it, they need to stop thinking that way. Yeah. I just start making them think about it. Like I just ask them questions and then eventually they answer the questions the way I want the question answered right. and they've changed their mind. <laughs> I might be a psychopath. These <laughs> are the droids. A little bit manipulative yeah. but it gets the job done. It does. It does. Yeah. Like so what is it that attracts you about these talkies? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what about uh so you would just be asking questions? I guess I would that, just be asking questions. Well, that's good, because you're going to need something to do while I'm eating. <laughs> <laughs> while I'm waiting for my food. Yeah, well, um, you get the cold stuff afterwards. Mm, Hopefully I left you some mashed potatoes. I just can't imagine a scenario in which we're, like, immersed in West Virginian culture. Oh, you never <laughs> but know. you never know. Yeah. Our life can be strange. Yeah, we never <laughs> thought we'd ever live in Philadelphia no, and have our own true. podcast. But that's definitely... Um, <laughs> <laughs> Men are lucky to get the food in Philly. Yeah, but no, damn like, but like, would you really be like just sitting there, huh. or would you get up with everybody else? I mean, I guess I, 
Would you fall I, I would in, or probably, would you fall in line like a good woman? So that's the question: is like, is does someone make an announcement that only the men? Get no, to it's eat? just like the men get up. I would probably just, just get up and start yeah. eating, and then wait till somebody tells me I'm not allowed to. Yeah, and then when they're and like, then I would be like, sweetheart. and then I'd be like, oh, that's so funny, and then I'd be like, like ladies no, no, first. No, 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 sit down, sweetheart. And then I'd be like, and then the tone gonna, changes. And then you're gonna have joking. to defend me at some point. You're gonna have to. Jump well, I'm eating, take... <laughs> so I, I'm not doing any. I'm not defending anybody right now. I'm defending um, my plate from getting eaten. But the, yeah, but yeah, that's not gonna. <laughs> Sit down. <laughs> I'm, I'm just gonna go and pick up your plate. No, because then they're gonna go put your bitch on a leash. That's what they're gonna say. <laughs> and to why me. are we eating dinner with these people? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Who moved Did here? Did we go to a clan rally? And Probably. This is what, that does not sound like people we'd hang out with. <laughs> I don't want to hang out with these people. It's, it's an old army reunion. They chose West Virginia. I don't think that's how it's going to go down. If anything. Oh, it's funny oh, to yeah. think about. I could imagine. No, just... it's not as horrifying. No, as I mean a woman. funny to put it, put like think about you in that situation. <laughs> that's the funny part. It's just like the amount of stress that would be involved. <laughs> because it's not like something that you would have to stay and live in. It's right. like you got to experience firsthand this this. Culture, and then we get to go back to Philadelphia and everything. Yeah, it's fine. It's yeah. Nice. yeah. But oh my god, I'm just picturing in my head you just pulling your hair out, just going, "What's wrong?" Because then the women would start defending it mm-hmm. and saying, "Well, they're the men. They bring home the food. We just prepare it, and then they get to eat it." But they don't anymore. Women, I think, are more employed than men now, or something like that. It's like some weird statistic. And then, but oh, statistic! You can find <laughs> statistics <laughs> to, to, to do anything. <laughs> I'm just trying to play devil's advocate. Oh, with I it. like. Devil's advocate have a southern accent. <laughs> well, if we're in West Virginia. If we were in, you know, Boston, he'd have a Boston accent. Do your Boston accent. Uh, I can't. Okay. I don't really know Boston yeah. very well. It's just, I just, I know the park your car in Harvard Yard thing, but that's mm-hmm. like played out and everyone knows that. Yeah. Uh, so don't go to West Virginia for Thanksgiving. <laughs> Tip number two. <laughs> number two. Um, uh, since we're kind of winding down on the end of this podcast, well, we got yeah, we got a little bit of time here. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'm going to talk about Richard Simmons. He did a public statement saying his goodbyes to Slimmons Studio. Sadness. Um, I'm sad that I didn't get to go to it. But he hadn't been teaching there for like three years. So he says his goodbye to Slimmons Studios. Uh, he said, when I opened Slimmons in 1974, I simply couldn't wait to tell everyone that food could be healthy and delicious or that exercise could be fun. Because remember, it was like a uh, it was like a restaurant, too, first. <clears throat> I worked my little striped shorts off to spread the message that you must move your body every day, that portion size matters, and that while others may not always be kind to you, you must be kind to yourself. Um... I am being kind to myself and putting myself first. I'm making changes and taking time to do the things I want to do. Please know that I am in good health and happy. No one has ever been able to tell me what to do, and the same thing is true today. I am still independent, determined, and opinionated. I simply am making a new beginning for myself, quietly and in my own, uh, in my very own special way. Be kind to one another, be kind to your body, and be kind to yourself. I love you. That was a statement he put out. What do you think about that? That sounds really nice. It is nice. He seems he's like a nice, like a nice guy. guy. Yeah. He wouldn't serve himself first. <laughs> He'd let me get through first. Well, he's a man. Yeah. He's eating first. Oh. See? He, you, it's just you who doesn't get to eat first. <laughs> You're not getting this. Oh. You're the woman. No, you eat last. He seems last. really nice. And 
I wish that his message of fitness was more prevalent than the one that we seem to be getting. Yes, nowadays, unfortunately, which is we, just like fitness equates looks. Yes, and that's unfortunate that's because tough. like Richard Simmons, like I mean, he had some beefy legs back right. in the day, but he never has really been like looked like a fitness god. It's mm -hmm. not like he's like Jillian Michaels or. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the P90X guy or Sean T, which mm -hmm. bless his heart, Sean T, but, Sean T. uh, yeah, mm -hmm. but, um, he's always just been kind of your regular looking guy, but you know, it's, it's kind of cool though. Mm -hmm. What a great thing. And that's, that's how I live my, my fitness life too. Is like, I don't, I don't need to be the guy that lives at the gym to be a personal trainer. The people I train know, I know what I'm doing mm -hmm. because that's what I went to college to do. Um, and I get results. Like I can't, I mean, how can you argue with that? Right. No, it's like true. you could have, I could have eight pack, nine pack, 10 pack abs, but if I don't know how to get somebody else that, mm -hmm. then, you know, it's all for nothing or for other people. Yeah. It's just it's one of those frustrating things about the fitness culture of like, you have to look a certain way in right. order for people to determine your fit. No, and I totally. But I think that's just people who aren't fit making that. Yeah. And, know, and that's, connection. and that's a good segue because, um, I was reading an article about uh, she's a fitness coach. Coach. Her name is um, Ashley Molstad, and she does like fitness modeling. And uh, her thing is Foodie Girls Fitness. That's like her website or blog or whatever. And there's pictures of her posing like a professional pose. And then the same in the same like you can see the same room, different filter. She has like kind of a like a like stomach rolls, mm -hmm. and it like. She goes on to say that she doesn't want she what I this is her quote is what I don't want to do is make people think that I have it all together or I'm perfect or I'm really fit all the time because I'm a health and fitness coach. I don't want to ever I don't ever I don't want to ever not be transparent with people. And then she shares a photo, uh, same girl, different angles. Um, so she says, what I found over the years is when I'm struggling with something, if I share about it, it becomes a therapy for me. If I post about it, it makes me realize that I'm not alone, and I also think it helps other people to realize that they're not alone. Uh, society has trained us to think that if our bodies look different than what's on a Victoria's Secret runway, or any runway for that matter, that we're not good enough. When I started this journey, I would follow bikini competitors and people... Uh, with really, really fit bodies. And I found that when I followed them, it would make me feel worse about myself. I ended up having to unfollow those accounts and I started following posit uh, body positivity accounts and it made me feel okay to be in the body that I was in. Um, I was feeling discouraged on Friday. I went and looked at some of those po body positivity accounts and I thought, I have to do this because I need it, but also uh, because I think my followers need it. And there was hesitation and there's still times I look at the photo and think, ugh, but that's what's wrong with society. Mm -hmm. So I couldn't agree more with that. Yeah, it's really frustrating to, like, <clears throat> know logically mm -hmm. that this kind of stuff doesn't matter. Right. But then to still feel emotionally, like, look in the mirror and be like, well, I'm fat. Oh, yeah. I'm like, that sucks. Like, sure. Because, like, I know that if my friend came to me saying how they felt... I would have a million positive things yeah, to say like to them you're to not pick fat, them up. You're, yeah, exactly. And but like it's really, really, really hard to internalize that message. No, totally. I totally it's agree really with that. Tough. And I've struggled with that for a long time yeah. too. Um, I've never felt like good enough body wise, and mm -hmm. it's always a struggle for me. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that's the thing: is you keep moving forward and right. not, you know, look back but don't stare kind yeah. of thing. And what an odd like 
problem to have. Like, right. You know, there's so many people in history who've never had to worry about. Oh sure, like this is a, such an American this thing. Is. This is such a like a, a land of excess with no actual problems. Oh to worry yeah. About. Um, like I have food at my table. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm fine. I have too much food. At yeah, my table. exactly. I know. I have I'm too trying much food. not to eat so much food. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So it's like such a. I feel. I, I always <clears> feel like as like guilt over it also right. because it's like I could have a million other things going wrong with me. Oh yeah. But like I'm fixated on my last nine pounds. Right. <laughs> That's ridiculous, but it's what it is. It's unfortunately. True. <laughs> it's very true. Yeah. And on that note, it's time for us to end the podcast. Did you work out today? I did. I didn't. You didn't. You're I, lazy. I was lazy. You are so I know. lazy. Oh, God. But you worked out yesterday. I did. You got a big a run big in. You got like two days worth of running in. I think so. I think so too. I got a little workout in. I got some sprints in. I got some lifts in. But I drank some wine. Does that count? Yep. All right. So wine is a workout. It starts with a W, doesn't it? Yep. Yep. That's the rule. Mm-hmm. Look it up. Look it up on Wikipedia. <laughs> Wikipedia. Um. Coming on, oh, don't forget to listen to Sleep With Me podcast. Try it out. If you can't sleep, try it out, Dave. I know it, David. Don't make me say your last name, David. I know you're not sleeping. I know you're playing video games. Try out Sleep With Me podcast. Also, check out Dan Carlin's uh, Hardcore History. All the way from the East Coast, Southeastern PA, Philadelphia, North Philadelphia, Brewery Town, 19121. I want to thank you for listening to the Bear Trap Fitness Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Bear Trap Fitness. Do not follow me on Facebook. I don't want you on my Facebook. Have a wonderful, wonderful day, morning, evening. Say goodbye. Happy Thanksgiving Thanksgiving (laughs) to all and to all a good night. That's how that goes, right? Yeah, I think that's it. That's it. Exactly. (laughs) Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving.